Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you Let's today. pray. Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your word. We pray that as your word comes forth, let there be supernatural blessings. In Jesus' mighty name, say a big amen. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse number 1. It came to pass after this also, that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, and with them other beside the Ammonite, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. There came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side Syria, and behold, they be in Hazazon Tamar, which is Engedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Praise the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah in Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the hidden and in thine hands is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God? Who did drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and givest it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence. For thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help us. Praise the Lord. And now behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade, when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession which thou has given us to inherit. Somebody says something good is about to happen. Now if you read verse number 15 and he said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thou sayest the Lord unto you, be not afraid or dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours but God's. Tell somebody the battle is the Lord's. I'm not feeling you at all. Tell somebody the battle is the Lord. God said in verse 16, he said that tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, 
They come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook, before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Tell somebody you are not going to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Praise God. Is it powerful at all? All right. So what's the end of the whole matter? The end of the whole matter is that in verse 22 and 23, the Bible says, And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushment against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come up against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy one another. <laughs> Say, uh. 24. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies falling to the earth, and none escaped. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Please take your seat. When we talk about activating the altar of God, we're actually talking about activating the power of God, the grace of God, the anointing of God. And I particularly want to caption this message, praise war. Tell somebody we're going to do a praise war. I'm not hearing you at all. Tell somebody we're going to be doing a praise war this day. Praise the Lord. So the background of the story is that King Jehoshaphat is the king of Judah. And uh, three nations came up against him. The Ammonite, the Moabite, and they came with the people of Mansia. And these were people whom when the children of Israel had entered the promised land, the Lord said that they shouldn't be destroyed. Just give me the title, Praise War. The Lord said, they sh- part one. They shouldn't destroy. And so God told them that leave them alone. Don't destroy them. Allow them to be around. Now when they were not destroyed, these people came back to bite them. One day Jehoshaphat was there when it was reported unto him that there is a gang up against you. And he was so afraid that he, he immediately went into fasting and prayers. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And that's what most of us do when we have a gang up against us. We have a kind of attack on our lives. We immediately go into fear mode. And we enter into prayer mode. And then we enter into fasting mode. Or fasting mode and prayer mode. The two go together, right? But always, most of the time, for many people in church, the fasting and prayers have been motivated by fear. Has been inspired by fear. If you want to fast and pray, it shouldn't be because of fear. It should be because you want to align yourself to connect to the power of connect with the power of God. Praise the Lord. But whatever the case, I mean, is, in Jehoshaphat's case, I think he had no option than to be afraid because when you have three nations coming up against small Judah, 
you have to really panic. Especially when you know that if you read his process of connecting with God in praise, he made it very clear that they do not have the ability to withstand the people coming up against them. So obviously, as a human being, when things start popping up, when you have a certain report, it can really put you in a place of fear. When you are in the office and they tell you, the person, people who are around your boss start giving you heads up that your boss, wants to take some, your boss wants to take some decisions against you, it can make your heart be in fear. You go to the hospital, they give you a bad report, it can put you in fear. But today, I'm declaring that somebody is going to have a praise report. Amen. If that amen is louder, you are going to have a praise report. Amen. Today, we are going to have a short service, and we are going to spend a lot of the time praising God and dancing in his presence. Are you ready to dance? All right, so the background is that he's under attack, and most of us have been under attack in different areas of our lives. He was a king. His responsibility to, was to ensure that he leads the people in the way of God and that everybody is also protected. And then he came under attack. Many a times, we do come under attacks. But when we come under attacks, there is the way God wants us to come out of the attack. Now, here in verse 20 to 21, I want to point out something unto you. There's a popular scripture that normally we quote. And so the Bible makes us understand that. And they rose early in the morning, in verse number 20, and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe in his prophet, so shall ye what? Prosper. So proud to this time, a prophecy had come that they should not be afraid, they should not be dismayed, that God was going to fight for them and they would not need to fight the battle. That is in verse number 16, 15 to 17. Praise the Lord. And so when that was given, prophecy comes to give us assurance. Assurance of the presence of God gives us assurance of the goodness of the Lord, of the power of God to deliver us. Prophecy is for inspiration. It's not for depression. So any prophecy you receive that puts you in a depressive mood, you have to question it. Even if it is a bad thing, God will make sure that his voice is clearly communicated in a way that will bring exaltation and uh, edification to the listener or the hearer of the prophecy. Sometimes you are given a prophecy and it sends you into the grave even before the devil starts working. But here the prophecy that came said, do not be afraid by the multitude of people you are seeing. Do not be dismayed. I, the Lord, am going to fight for you. So I need you to rise up and start going into the territory. So whenever the word of God comes, it should lift your spirit. The word of God must lift your spirit. Tell somebody the word of God must feed your spirit and lift your spirit. Like this morning, you are going to see that God has gone ahead of you. And that no matter the battle you are facing, if you can praise God today, there shall be a miracle in your life. Let that amen be louder than your neighbor. So, 
He said that you believe in God, you will be established. You believe in his prophet, you shall prosper. Then 21, straight away, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of holiness. As they went out before the army, and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endured forever. The point I want to make is that there are three dynamics here I would like you to consider. Number one dynamic in verse 20 and 21 was the intent of praise or the intent to praise. There is always going to be the intention to praise. Praise the Lord. So Jehoshaphat had the intention to praise God together with the people of Judah and the next thing he did was that there is, the second dynamic is the selection to praise or the choice to praise. So he had an intent to praise. Now he made selection of some singers. Somebody say selection. To praise. So there is an intention to praise. God intends for us to praise him. And he also selects people to praise him. And which are the kind of people God selects to praise him? Jehoshaphat selected singers who were Levites to lead the army in praise. So any human being who is a child of God, who is blessed to have life today, has been selected to praise God. If you have life, you have been divinely selected today to praise God. You don't need a good solution or you don't need a good situation to praise God. Once you have life, qualify to praise God. The Bible says there is no praise in the grave. That is to say that the dead do not praise God. And let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So if you have breath only, then you qualify to praise God. Somebody say I've been selected to praise God. Then number three is the preparation to praise the preparation to praise. So here you see that he selected people to sing and he prepped them up to go and praise God ahead of the army. So for you to give praise that is effective and that is a double-edged sword, you need to prepare your heart very well to praise God. And one of the ways to prepare your heart to praise God is to make sure that you set your sights away from the bad situation around you and focus on the power of God to deliver. Because if you keep fixating on the enemy coming, your heart will be at fear. And when your praise is coming from the place of terrifying fear, it doesn't make, it doesn't become effective it doesn't become powerful to turn around the situation. Praise the Lord. So, to prepare your heart to praise is to ward off yourself. Is to come out of your emotional challenges and put yourself forth in the place of faith. And begin to praise God as if the situation does not exist. Because the intention of your praise is to get God to turn around the, the situation. And that is why you want to prepare yourself adequately. 
And most of the time, what goes on in your heart and in your head is what stops the power of your praise to turn around your situation. So if you can just believe God, not to be too emotional about the matter. When you have a bad report, you have a bad report. Jehoshaphat, the kings are coming. Are they not coming? They are coming. A bad report is a bad report. It can be medical. It can be financial. It can be whatever. Once you have a bad report, it's a bad report. That's the practical reality on the ground. But the truth of the matter is that you are privileged as a child of God that you have been given tools that can turn around any bad report in praise. So question is, do you focus on the bad report and go down? Or you focus on the tools available for you to remedy the situation and you come out. I want to come out. Hey! It's powerful. Is it powerful? When people are not happy, when you are not happy, when you are afraid, the anointing doesn't work well. Yes. You are afraid you will lose the business, you are likely to lose it. It doesn't matter how the business is trying to bend and break. If you know this tool and you have this mindset of praise, God will always show up for you. So three dynamics, the intent to praise, the selection to praise, and the preparation to praise. Praise the Lord. If you combine these three, you are in for a major miracle. And I'm praying that today as we praise the Lord, heaven will come down for somebody here. So in that same verse 21, we see that, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And, and these singers, they were to praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy and endure it forever. The first point after the dynamics, I need you to, under the dynamics, I need you to consider after telling you the intent, the selection, and the preparation is that the practice of praise is one of the foremost signs or actions of faith in God during adversity. The practice of praise is one of the foremost actions of faith. Faith in God. In the time of adversity. Because prophecy has come. And when the prophecy came. He said that. Believe in the Lord thy God. You shall be established. Believe in his servant. You shall prosper. Somebody say have faith. In God. And in the word of the prophet. Okay so. How did they express this faith? When Jehoshaphat said have faith. The next action is that he consulted the people and selected or appointed singers to be praising God ahead of the warring pack. So that's why I'm saying that the practice of praise, I mean you can have an intention of praise and you are not praising. But the practice of praise, stop crying and start praising God. It is one of the foremost signs that you have faith in God. In the time of adversity. Because faith is powerful in the time of adversity. Your true faith is seen when you are under pressure. When adversity strikes. 
one of the things you use to quench that adversity is your faith. And one of the ways we see the genuineness, the quality of your faith, is when you begin to practice your praise. When the adversity is tearing in your face. I don't know if God is talking to somebody here. The money is not coming and you are praising God and say, God, I thank you that the account is already loaded. Are you here at all? Somebody is in ICU and instead of thinking debt and borrowing money to buy coffin, you are already saying, Father, I thank you for healing the child. I thank you for healing my partner. I thank you for healing my family member. I give you praise for healing us. I give you praise for turning around the situation. Practicing that praise and thanking God in your heart, making merry and giving him praise is a practical sign of your faith in God in the time of adversity. If you can't praise God in the face of adversity, your faith is weak. Because either problem will consume you or faith will consume you. And when faith has consumed your heart, one of your symptoms, signs, manifestations is to praise God ahead of the solution you are believing God for. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? It's a practical practice of praise. So some people have the intention to praise, but they never get to praise because the faith is weak. That's why you see somebody getting depressed. Number two. Okay, so now let me just dwell here. If you look at verse number 22, you see that. And when they began to sing and to praise. So these people were selected to go and praise. So the selection is there. The intention is there. They have been prepared. But the Bible said that. And when they began to sing and to praise. One of the ways to praise is to sing. When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushment against the children of Ammon, Moab and Mansiah, which were come against Judah and they were smitten. So these people were never smitten until when they began to sing and to praise. Somebody say the practice of praise. When they began to sing and to praise. So, the point is that the power of God to perform gets activated the moment practical praises begin to rise. When they began to sing and to praise, God set ambushment. They thought of praising, the ambushment didn't happen. They prepared to praise, it didn't happen. But when they began singing and praising, God went to work for them. Tell somebody, you need to practice your praise in the face of adversity. So the intention to praise doesn't make God to move. The practice of praise is what moves the power of God. And I'm praying that today somebody will be able to practice their praise. I'm saying from this moment, you'll be able to practice your praise. And when you practice it, may you see the hand of the Lord moving on your behalf. Shout a louder amen if you are here. So the first dynamic is what? The practice of praise is one of the formal signs or actions of your faith in the face of adversity. Number two, always position your praise ahead of the army of warriors in prayer. 
That's a dynamic in praise. Always position your praise ahead of your prayer. We believe in prayer, warring, prayer, prayer warrior. I'm praying, binding, losing. Most of the time when you hear a bad report, you have to start thanking God. Father, I thank you. I give you praise. I give you glory. All right? Are you sure you are here? Why must you not pray first? Psalm 22, verse number 3. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. When you hear bad news, and uh, you want the help of God. What you are saying is that, God, I need you here. Is that not so? Is that not so? I need you here. Prayer is not what brings God. <laughs> Praise is what brings God into the, into the situation. When you are praying, you are making requests. But how do you make a request to somebody who is not around? You are making a request to somebody who is even around, but he is not manifesting himself. If, assuming in quote, God is a man and he's asleep, and you have not been able to wake him up, how does your request go through? So God inhabits the praises of his people. When you praise God, he said, ah, somebody called me. <laughs> Obadabadashios God. Agidibashios God. I am here. What is happening there? Now you can now say that they said somebody is sick or oh, I need a person to be healed. But the praises will make God's presence come around. Are, are, are you here at all? So that's the reason why you should put your praise ahead of the warring army. So this man came, look at Jehoshaphat in 21. He put the singers ahead of the warriors. Very strategic. People wake up. Thank God first now. <laughs> Bless God for the situation. Thank him. Father, I give you praise that the victory has been won. I thank you because you are the owner of this whole world. Are you here at all? I thank you that the deal is done. I give you glory. I give you praise. I mean, I, I, when he gives you life, you must return praise to him first. Then you can now make your request. Most people, when you tell them, director, boss, you are a good man. The ground is getting softer before the request can land. But if you meet somebody and you say, I need money, can you give me money? What, what do you mean? What do you mean? You have not watered the ground. Praise is waters the ground for you to make your request. That's why you put your praise ahead of your prayer. Ahead of your spiritual warfare, there must be praise. Because if you start prayer and there is no enough presence of the Lord there, you start touching demons, you are almost exposing yourself. And in the face of adversity, you need an intense presence of God. Praise the Lord. And God inhabits the praises of his people. Once you begin to praise him, something begins to happen. The presence is activated. Who is ready to praise God here today? And we use praise to make war. We use praise to do what? We use praise to make war. In 10 minutes time, we are going to use our praise to make war. When you are praising, I want you to think warfare. 
I want you to think what? I want you to think what? When you are praising, you, you must be, your praise is your prayer. When there is a gang up against you, three nations have come up against you. You need a radical war of praise. Praise the Lord. When God says, I'll fight for you, you provoke that fight with praise. So, it's a praise war. <laughs> Tell somebody, it's a praise war. So, how, now, let's consider this subtopic. How to praise God in adversity. How to praise God in adversity. According to Jehoshaphat's way, let's see how to praise God in adversity. Number one, in that verse six, the Bible said, Jehoshaphat, when he was told, in verse 5, Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And this is the first thing he said. And he said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there no power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? So that's the first thing he did. If you want to praise God in the face of adversity, the first thing you do is that ascribe all greatness, sovereignty, authority, and power unto the Lord. Ascribe all greatness, sovereignty, authority, power unto the Lord in the moment of your adversity. That is to say that Praise God's royal majesty. Praise him in his... He said that, are you not the, the, the God of our fathers? Are not thou God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the hidden? Praise the Lord. Greatness, sovereignty, authority, power. He said, is it not in your hand that we see power and might? It's in your hand that we see power and might. So that none is able to withstand you. So when you ascribe all greatness, all sovereignty, all authority, all power and might unto God, that unto you be all these things. Once you start praising him in the face of adversity, he will awaken in his sovereignty. He will awaken in his greatness. He will show up in his authority. He will show up with power and might to deal with adversity. I don't know if somebody is here at all. Shall we begin to practice this thing in a few minutes? Are you ready to practice it at all? Because you are, you are most likely driven to speak according to the adversity. Or to even mama in the, in the moment of adversity. If you want to praise in the time of adversity, you come before God and you say, Father, you are the ruler of my life. You are the maker of the universe. You start, you know, exalting the Lord, raising him. What a joy. You are bigger than the universe. Bigger, greater, mightier. You are the, uh, you are the I am that I am. You begin to bless him in the face of adversity. Number two. Thank God for his mighty works or testimonies of the past and his promises for the future towards you. If you want to praise him in your adversity, thank God 
for his mighty testimonies of the past. How he opened the Red Sea. How he made the barren to give birth. Why you be that? I you be that? I you Praise the Lord. You have done it before. You are thanking him for opening the Jordan. Breaking the wall. Melting the wall of Jericho. And when you are doing that, you also want to thank him for his promises for the future. Why do I say so? Look at verse 7. When Jehoshaphat started talking about his sovereignty, he now said, Art not thou our God? Who did drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel? And gave it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever. So he started talking about what God did by opening the Red Sea, setting them free from Egypt, opening the Red Sea, clearing all the nations, and giving them the land of seven nations. And then he said that you cleared them and you gave it to your children. So he started thanking God based on the testimonies of his mighty works before. In the face of adversity, one of the things God wanted to remember is that he wanted to remember that whatever you are facing has happened before. And he has done it before. So if you can place your mind on his ability and thank him for the testimonies he gave you before. Including the one you heard about somebody. Father, I thank you that the neighbor, I heard the neighbor had cancer. And the neighbor was healed. I give you praise. You have done it before. I thank you for healing cancer. I thank you for that, that, that accident that the car somersaulted. I thank you that no life was lost. You, you have done it before. I thank you that this person's shop bent down and you still restored the person. What a mighty God you are. Are you following here at all? I have heard of the good things of the Lord. So he began to thank God that you, drive, you drove all these people. You have not brought us here to destroy us. So let me first thank you for what you have done before. Are you here at all? You are the commander commanding my life. You commanded things and they did happen. So I'm giving you praise. I'm giving you thanks. I'm thanking you because you have the power to do it because you have done it before. When you go to somebody who pays your school fees and you start by saying, Sir, thank you. You are singing appellations. Wasso Maybe fear three days and I'm missing the mobile bitchio. Never yet then. As I'm sorry, but what's the one I want to eat? You know, one coffee. And then I'm happy fear. No more when you do one yamim. When you do one, you praise the sin. Sampa, 
the praises they commit God in action. They do what? When you are praising somebody for paying for level 100. And there is exam at level 200. There will be more payment. Because you have already said he's a great man. That's why whatever he starts, he finishes. Is he not a great man? You need to know how to work with God. <laughs> like where I lived in Cape Coast, say, even now snob one. Snob them. <laughs> even the rest he opened. These people, you, I know you would deal with them. Once you said, God said, him. Madam. In we are over Madam. May I caress him for a way in a yinum. Jordan, Jerry, come pop up from the yinum. May I know. When you want a house learning how to thank God for the testimonies of yesteryears will provoke His power. When God's power is provoked, there are benefits. Praise the Lord! Benefit when you praise God like that in adversity, you are going to see benefits. And one of the benefits is in verse 15 to 17. Benefits of praise war. When you see your praise as a war or as a tool of warfare, what happens is that praise is God's strategic and prophetic plan of dealing with an ungrateful and stubborn enemies who turn our generosity into adversity. So when you praise God as a warfare, God uses that as a prophetic strategic plan. Praise the Lord. To deal with a stubborn enemy who has turned your generosity to adversity. Why do I say generosity to adversity? In verse number 15, look at Jehoshaphat. He's talking to God and he said that, and he said, How can ye, all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor be dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours but God's. Okay, so prophecy has come. The battle is the Lord's. That's God's strategy. God's prophetic plan. 16, tomorrow go ye down against them. God is talking now through prophecy. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jero. 17. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. So God says, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to fight for you. And I'm going to deal with you. And when they praised, God set ambushment. So this kind of a an enemy, if you look at verse 11 and 10 and 11, he says that, and now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us. So the point is that 
These three nations, when they got to the promised land, they wanted to clear them and God said, leave them. That was generosity. Now these people rose up and they said, we, we need your land. We want your land. We want to dethrone you. So Jehoshaphat said, hi. The people you say we should be generous to all. They are the ones bringing us trouble. And they were so stubborn that when Ammon, the Ammonites and the Moabites were coming, they went and hired some other people to come and support them. Beat Israel where well. Judah where well. And there are some people and some enemies who have, people who have become enemies or things that have become enemies in our lives out of our generosity. They have become stubborn. When you have such situation, God says, relax. I will fight for you. And you will hold your peace. Just rise up and go about your business. And when he told them, rise up and go about your business, go here and there, here and there. When they rose up, they started singing and praising. That was their business. Their business was to praise God. And God, God's business was to lay ambushment and kill them all. When you are dealing with a stubborn sickness, you are dealing, are you following here at all? You are dealing with a stubborn report of financial collapse or a human enemy that is sponsored by the devil. Sometimes you give somebody money and they put it on an evil altar. Sometimes you help somebody and they turn up against you. They go and undermine you and conspire against you. When you begin to praise God, every conspiracy will be turned into foolishness. When you begin to praise God, God will deal with that enemy, scatter them, break them down. Am I talking to somebody here at all? When you begin to praise God, stop on enemies who out of your generous, generosity are producing adversity for you will be scattered by God. And I'm praying that in 2019, as we usher ourselves in there, as we begin to praise God, let every adversity be broken in the name of Jesus. Somebody lift your hand and say, my praise is my warfare. One more time, say, my praise is my warfare. Say, any stubborn enemy, as I praise God right now, they are going down for me. I can't hear you say, I see stubborn enemies. Go down for me in the name of Jesus. Shout a big hallelujah. Number two, please say it. Praise is the spiritual benefit. Praise is the spiritual language that compels the enemies to turn against each other in destruction. When you praise God, it creates a spiritual language that causes the enemies to turn against each other in destruction. So when we come to church and we are praising God, don't think we are just singing and dancing Something is happening in the spirit. In verse 23, look at what happened. In verse number 23, when they began to praise the Lord, the Bible said that for the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and to destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy one another. What will make an organized enemy turn against 
themselves. It's praise. It's what? <laughs> Once you begin to praise, they are, they are network. Begin to give them different signals. The language becomes a confused language. The Bible said the cry of a warrior is with a confused noise. When you are praising God, confusion will be set in the camp of your enemies. Are you following here at all? When you are praising God, as you are praising God, God will cause confusion in the camp of your enemy to turn up against themselves. All of a sudden, people or enemies that used to understand themselves will no longer understand themselves again. I remember some years ago, there was a lecturer whose wife came to me. I used to pray with, and the man was doing a lot of women. And there was one stubborn girlfriend who went to the woman, blasted the woman, the wife, in her workplace. Blasted So, she came to me. And I said, there's no need to fight now. Just praise God for fighting for you. He said, Pastor, no. No, I have to face the lady. I said, no. If you start praising God for knocking their heads together, you will see that the relationship will deteriorate. They will start breaking communication. If they said, I love you before, they start saying, I hate you. And it will not be cold war again. It will be shouting in the face of one another. Not too long from that time. She saw a call on the, on the husband's phone. And then she picked the call. And when the call ended, she saw that the message was on the phone. When she read the message, ooh, 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 it was working. <laughs> Praise was working. He said, now you don't love me again. Even the last time when we were talking, you were screaming and shouting at me. Shouting. And the girl was shouting on the husband. Shouting at me, foolish man, foolish man, foolish man. I don't want to see you again. He said, Pastor, you forwarded the message to me. He said, Pastor, it's working. <laughs> they are fighting. They, they, said, yeah, they used to say, I love you. You are my sugar. You are my... Ah, you are my... <laughs> but now, I hate you. I don't want to see you again. Why? Somebody was praying and praising God. Praising God for saving the home. The language became a confused language. No more, I love you. It is now, I don't want to see you again. Foolish man. When you praise, the enemy is in trouble. Praise the Lord. And of course, one of the ways, physical attitudes in praise. Just write that one. One of the physical gestures in praise is to sing aloud. Is to what? Sing aloud. Sing aloud in praise. Sometimes you are praising God, you are praising Him in your head. You are praising Him in your heart. Real praise, that is warfare praise, is when He says, Mighty man of war, Lion of Judah, we bow down. And where 
worship you. When you say mighty man of God, <laughs> when you verbalize it, tell somebody verbalize your praise, including singing it out. Sing it out. You are my God. You are my master. Nobody greater than you. You are the champion of my destiny. You are the consuming fire. When you begin to sing his praises and you sing it loud for because when there is adversity, you feel so depressed that you cannot utter some things. In the face of adversity, you burst out instead of saying, Oh, you say. You are my strength. You are there alone. You are doing much past. Strength like no other. You are marching. Some of you, you are not part of your school marching team. So, strength like no other. This match is coming. Rich, keep us as we are going to march at Independence Square. You are my hope. <laughs> hope. Hope like no one. As you are marching like that, Kai, strength is coming. Hope is coming. God is about to rise. He's about to scatter the enemy. He's about to scatter them. He's about to defeat the enemy. As you praise God towards the end of this year, may you see the demonstration of His power. Somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, I said, shout hallelujah. We are going to praise God for some five, ten minutes. And we are going to end the service. Can you rise to your feet? Give the Lord a big clap of praise. Clap your hands like somebody who is going to praise God. And give the Lord a shout of praise. You have been listening to the Testimony Word Broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the Social Welfare Road between the Gulf Lane Station and Vawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, 9.30 a.m. for the second service, and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service. And on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.